Spread number love all over the globe. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And we got a special guest joining us on the show today. Long awaited. When it comes to bars, one of the best in the game, man. Hands down. When it comes to pushing the culture forward, one of the best in the game, man. I'm talking about my homeboy, my partner, my friend, the one and only hip-hop superstar, Box in the building. What's up, Kano? What's man, up, what it do, man? Man, <laughs> man, why, hey, man? I'm not. We, hey, you, I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. We not, <laughs> we not gonna play with this interview. You know what I'm saying? We family, bro, and 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 we gonna we gonna we gonna keep it straight, straight on, man. I, I just, I'm saying, why you do me like that, bro? Why you make me? Why, why you make me have to send a black van to come and, and tie you up and, and 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 get you on this show, man? This man is so busy. I know you're ripping and running, man, making things happen, my brother. But the vibe show is necessary, man. You gotta come see family, man. Hey, well, look, I'm here now. Let's hey, let's let's get it. Let's get in it. Let's get it to it. I, I, I had I had to go ahead and get 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 my little feelings right fast, man. Okay. <laughs> what it do it's though, man? Good. Hey, man, how your day? How your day is, man? So man, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Can't complain. I can't complain. Absolutely, man. You know you've been having my emails going crazy, man. Everybody been really anticipating this interview, and um, as promised, we uh we we got the man on the show right now. It's going down. Yeah, yes, sir. So, man, listen. Let's um. Let's go ahead on and, 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 and dig on into it, my brother. Um, a lot of questions, man. I got a lot of emails, a lot of questions in about you, man. And um, I don't know if people really understand and realize that um, the history, man, with you. You know, you've been in the game for quite some time. Um, definitely got a library of, um, of music, hits on top right. of hits, um, and really been putting in the grind and putting in a lot of work, man. But what I want to know is, um, and for the listeners, what was what was Box doing before hip hop? Before hip hop, man, I was uh, I was a band head, man. I was you know real heavy into uh, band in, in high school, and uh, you know I was a drum major in my high school class, my school, and I just basically, man. I got into, you know, the music in my high school years and it just was just was uh you know, I fell in love with it, man. I fell in love with it, bro. Right. When when did you um when did you, you first realize um that you you had the gift to write and what were some of your um influences around that time and era? Um we actually uh, started a little group, man, in uh, in high school. Well, my 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 last two years of high school, I moved to Faraday, Louisiana, from Baton Rouge. So, and that's when I really started to, uh, you know, know that that I had this gift. So, um, started a little group in Faraday. It was me, a uh, partner of mine, Johnny Brown. Uh, a couple more, uh, just two other guys. Um, and uh, 
we you know we we did a couple songs and we did a couple talent shows and and uh, you know I felt that you know I was I was uh, good you know it was just just, just the, the reception I was getting you know what I'm saying everybody was saying that I was you know what I'm saying like kind of the standout guy of the group so I just kind of kept at it man right and what were some of your influences like around that time when you were writing. Man, I was on. Uh, honestly, uh, I was I was real heavy in the cash money and, and no limit at the time, man. Right. Um, but I, I, you know, I still listen to like, uh, like a lot of East Coast rap. Right. Like AZ, I was real heavy in AZ. Uh, Big, of course, and. Uh, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of East Coast influence, man. It's funny you say that because, like, um, your flow to me has always been unique and always been different. You never really had, um, you you have the Southern in you, but your range um, always has been different to me. I've always... Yeah. Um, I've always noticed that that you are real gifted in that area, and that comes from um, not being trapped to into one sound of music and in, in, in one wave of music. I think that um, I could tell that um, when I first heard your music that you were exposed to the culture. Period. Just hip hop. Right. Well, the thing is. Um when I, when I was younger, when I was a kid, you know, me and my mom and, and my my sister and my brother, we we all we all moved out to Cali uh. when I was like eleven. So I'm 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 heavily I ain't gonna say heavily, but I'm a little West Coast influenced too. And us moving to Cali, you know, what I'm saying, gave me an opportunity to uh, view other cultures and to see other things other than the Louisiana and other than Baton Rouge. So. When we moved there, you know, it was, it was, I'm talking about fast pace, man. Like, it was really, you had to grow up fast. And, and you know, you hear the saying sometimes that, you know, kids in the city, they grow up fast. And it's true. Because, you know, they didn't, the school I was going to, they didn't even have a school bus system. Come on. So we, um, we were catching the city bus, man, to school. Right. You know, so my mom, she walked us to the bus stop. You know, and uh, we catch the city bus. My sister goes to her school, Galileo High, and I'll go to uh, my school, uh, Francisco Middle. We were we, we live in San Francisco, California. So, you know, and then at the end of the day, we meet up at a at a designated spot, and then we you know, get back home. And like I say, you, you grow real fast. You you learn you learn to adapt real quick because you like I say, you're on the city bus. You by yourself, you're a kid, you're on there with adults, everybody, man. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. So, so you're telling me, um, man, at, at, at the tender age, they had kids riding the city bus, just experiencing a different uh, way of living in, in a different place. Wow, that's, um, that's, that's, that's different. Yeah, public transportation, you know what I'm saying? That was, that was, that's the way of life in the, in the city city like uh, San Francisco or L.A. or New York, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, buses run like every 15 minutes. So right. you didn't have to worry about getting back and forth to where you needed to go. You just catch the bus or catch the bar 
train, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, so, or the subway, you know, in, in New York. So, yeah, man, it's, it's uh, you know, like I said, I had, I had a chance to experience, like I say, different cultures. Right. And it, it definitely, um, it definitely shows, shows in your music a lot. And now, you know, that makes a lot more sense to me. Because, uh, right, right. you know, I think, I think that plays a role in, um, a lot of the music too, in Louisiana, a lot, a lot of people just haven't been a lot of places, you know? Right, right. You know, I'm, I'm and I'm sure they, they would love to, it just, it's just not, you know, we're in a poor state, you know what I'm saying? So it's just not feasible for people to travel like they need to travel or want to travel or vacation every year or, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just... The money not there, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. At what point did um did you realize like you know this is what I really want to do? I I, I want to make a career out of this. Uh, probably in 1999, man. I signed my first contract. Uh, a company called Reality Entertainment. I was in college at the time. Uh, wasn't doing well in that. I went to Southern for like a couple of years. And during that time, I, I, uh, I began to take a, take a liking to a lot of uh, more music than just Louisiana music. Like I said, I was real heavy in the cash money and no limit. But my, uh, my college roommate, my freshman year roommate, he uh, he was like into everything, man. A right. lot of East Coast stuff: Wu Tang, uh, Tracy Lee, Jay Z. I mean, he just playing all kind of stuff. So he kind of turned me on to a lot of a lot of different things. And uh, like I say, it was my my freshman class roommate, Michael Cannon. God rest his soul. Rest in peace, Mike. Rest in peace, Mike. He passed away, um, but. Like I said, I say that to say, by him turning me on to those different types of uh, genres of music, you know what I'm saying? Well, not genres, but different artists of the, of the size of Louisiana, you know, it, it, it opened my uh, my eyes to, you know, to, to, the, to the culture, really. Right. And, um, with, with, you know, with, with, with being exposed to that, um, you have a different ear too when it comes down to um your track selection process but you know the thing that's really really unique about you and i think you know why i i say that you you are hip-hop is because you know even though you're here you still can make that type of music to move the city right right like i say you know what like I said, we we are from BR, so it's it's a, a Louisiana period. You know what I'm saying? It's it's party music, it's dance music. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's we like to have a good time. So I just like to imp- mix my flow with with the with the type of uh, production that that keeps the, the party moving around around in this area. And I and I you know I use my 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 lyricism to kind of um, you know, just get a different twist. Right. Um, 
let's let's go back to to the reality records um situation at what age uh you were when you signed that um your first deal i was i think 19 right let's let's yeah, talk I was about 19. yeah i was 19 let's talk about that experience um for our listeners and for um your fans who um want to know more about your journey um let's talk about that experience because a lot of people um may never get the opportunity or have never gotten the opportunity to even sign a deal how did how did that come right. about yeah man as uh you know it was it was uh it was new it was it was exciting bro you know what I'm saying to to say I signed my first contract um it was it was very exciting bro like um the label I was on like I said reality entertainment Demond Lang shout out to Demond and then a couple more other uh, CEOs, uh, Shelton, Shelton Terry, a couple more other guys I can't remember. But, you know, to be signed to a label, you know, you got to realize it's, it's like you ain't, as an, as an artist, you don't have to do nothing but worry about music, record. And, you know, nowadays it's, it's, it's a lot of um, artists who, you know, you have to do everything, which is, which is, it's a way of the times, you know what I'm saying? Right. Times change. As an artist, you got to do everything now, and that's what it is. If, if you if you want to succeed, but you know, being signed to an independent label, you know, all you had to do is focus on you know just the music. So it was it was an experience. It was fun. It was exciting. Um, and I think a year later, it might not have been that long. Um, real good friend of mine, my partner, PJ also known as Royale, he ended up signing, he ended up signing to the label as well. Shout out PJ, man. That's my little brother, man. Shout out PJ, man. My brother, man. Pune, (laughs) man. That's my little, man. Hey, man. That's fam right there, man. I I, I, I flashed out for a minute, but go ahead. That's my partner there, man. For real, for real. That's good people. That's real. That's real. It's a hundred there. Yeah, the album album I I recorded was called Young and Greedy. had uh, Young Bleed actually on the beginning of it talking, and Be Legit was on there talking. Uh, Come on. I, when did they have any, any other features besides Royale and a few other guys? But like I said, the title of the album was Young and Greedy. And, uh, you know, just, I don't think um, everyone agreed as far as the CEOs. I don't think they were in, in agreement with, with a lot of things. And it just kind of fell apart. But I was signed to them for like four years. Really? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it was exciting, bro. When you when when you say agreed, um, are, are you saying like as far as like your subject content or 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 the vision that you had for the particular project, or what what do you mean quite by that? Well, no, I see me like I say I, I was I'm 19, so I didn't I wasn't. I was just excited to be in the studio recording music, man. So I think we all, it was a learning process for everybody. Right. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm just, I was just there to record. I really didn't understand the business of it. Right. And I'm sure a, a lot of, a lot of other guys, they didn't, you know, fully understand or, um, just, just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you have to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to, conf- I guess, I'm not conform, but, you know, you have to, 
make a sacrifice. If 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 somebody agrees with something, then you 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 gotta right. Gotta, you gotta you gotta make a sacrifice and 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 hopefully it works. You know what I'm saying with, right. with the idea that the other person has. Right. But but now, nah, like I said, I was just excited to, to be in that man. I didn't I didn't understand the business. Right. Do, did 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 um did the project actually come out? Um, did, did they actually release any of the music? No, man, over there? The, the project actually never came out. I'm talking. It's probably some of the best unheard work that I've probably ever did. Jamie Dennis, uh, Jam Tight Records. I don't know if everyone's familiar with Jam Tight, but absolutely. You know, Jamie Dennis used to do a lot of JD. JD on the fight. JD mm-hmm. with the fight beats. I don't know if you remember that, but yes, he, he did a lot of stuff for B-Lo and a lot of stuff for, you know, a lot of, a lot of artists in BR too. Man, you know, he, um, you he know, I'm like, hip hop. Like I know. Of the production. Wow. So I already know that that was flame right there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice project, man. It just, it never, it never had a chance to, uh, to come out though. Wow. Sad, crazy, sad, crazy, right? sad, <laughs> uh, that's a sad situation for hip hop right there. Um, you know, just speaking about that because I already know that um I already know it was some heat, man. Do you do have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about um um getting you know, actually getting that project and um maybe re you know, re releasing it or, or work something out? Um, or you just kinda walked away from it and kinda let I kinda I kinda walked away from it and, and just took the experience. Kept, uh in touch with everybody. Still had good relationship, no hard feelings. You know what I'm saying? It's business. Um, but that project, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think that would would be something that I, I would just want to keep. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of stuff, like a lot of things that I recorded, um, you know, I was young and it's just I might, like, you know, if, if I was to get a hold of it, I may release release a song here and there, so but not the entire project. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things that that um, that I've grown. Yeah, yeah. Um, from you know what I'm saying, as far as you know, the way I'm with you. to record or the, the sound you. quality of things. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely with you, man. You know, if anybody with you, you know I'm with you. I I, I understand, but I'm, I'm gonna say this though: <laughs> if you do get you know get your hands on it, I, I would like to get a little sample. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I, 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 I may have to get in touch with the man to see what we can. We yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to definitely make that phone call because I, I already know, man. Like, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, to me, I just I think that um, it's a part of you. It's a part of 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 where you've grown from, and um, it's a, it's always something to reflect back on. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's 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 a very right. important element of your career. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's just it's very right. very important, and and that's something that I think that you should have the right to um to have have in your possession. You know what I mean? To to be able to right. you, know, you to be able to you know for your kids for you you know that's where it started at. You know what I'm saying? And you look back definitely, at that to definitely. where you at right now. I think that every every phase of everything that you've you know given to the culture. And still giving to the culture, I think is important. So it ain't it ain't really nothing to just be like, you know what I'm saying? To me, I got you. Yeah, you you you, you know what I mean. That's what I understand too. Look, but you know, back in the day, this like I said, it's like '99, 2000. So, hey, Dad, all that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, we recorded on eight dat. I know yeah. you, you remember the eight dat, right? Absolutely. A lot, of, a lot of that stuff is on like eight dat, so I'm not even sure that stuff could be even converted. I'm, I'm sure there is something that you know you can send it off somewhere, but just the process of it. But I know I totally agree. You know what I'm saying? To, to get possession of that, you know, and 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 it, it probably needs to be heard. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, now. Okay, so we went through we went through that experience. So um, after walking away from um, that experience, that didn't that didn't pan out the way that um, you may have envisioned it at that time. What was the next move? Okay, so after the reality situation, um, my other friend PJ, my other P- friend named PJ, Philip, Philip Eaglin, he's a uh, he, he was our manager at the time on the label. Right. So he was was good friends with Cain and Abel. Okay. And what what we did was we just transitioned. You know, he, he introduced us to Cain and Abel, let them hear some of our music, and we just transitioned from the reality situation to a, to a whole another um, situation that was way bigger than what we could have ever expected. Now was this Cain and Abel on their record label? Now was this Cain and Abel after No Limit? This is Cain and Abel after No Limit. Yep, I got you. After okay. No Limit. Okay, okay, yeah, they, they they were making some serious noise out here, and so you was so you were a part of that movement. Um, how did how did that work out when when you went from um, this situation and then transitioned to a whole nother, a bigger situation? How was that experience? Man, it was like I said, it was something that. I, we couldn't even imagine, man. Uh, to be on the road with them at the height of their career, you know, for the second time, because, you know, of course, the, uh, the, when they was on the, when they were on No Limit, probably the album they dropped, "I My Brother's Keeper," was probably their biggest project. Absolutely. So, um, after that, you know, they had the uh, "Shake It Like a Dog" single, you know, with with Fillmore Weaver and Mystical. Mm-hmm. So that was another milestone in their career and I was a part of the label at that time so to go from you know just on the local level to almost being you know on a, on a regional national level with Cain and Abel is, you know what I'm saying it's nothing we ever could have imagined right so you know just just you know like they, they put us in position man to to uh to be up next on their label like honestly they put us in position because I think, you know, me and Royale, we both actually came to to the most wanted record label. And, you know, it was it was it was just a good situation, man. Wow. So, um, I'm sure you guys at, at this at this period here, um, on the timeline, I'm sure that you had um taken in more of the business side, um, and were paying more attention to what was going on as far as in the entertainment business and not just right. being an entertainer. Um, what, what, what did you, you, you take from the most wanted, uh, situation because did anything come out while you were, um, on the, uh, most wanted, um, label? Yeah. Yeah. So what we did on, on this situation, you know what I'm saying? We, we never, we never signed any record contracts with Cannon Able. We never signed, we never signed to the label, but it was like a mutual agreement. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. we rep the label, you know, until we get, you know, I guess a, a bigger situation. But 
you know, we, we were on most wanted records. Um, like I said, never side. We did a lot of work for hire work. So I did a lot of ghost writing. Um, you know, work for hire for people who don't know what work for hire is in the music industry is when, um, you know, if, if someone hires you to do something like uh, for a verse, if you do a verse for artists and they, they give you a contract, it's called a work for hire contract. You sign that, which means you're signing off your rights as far as the publishing and everything else. But they, they pay you up front. So we were getting a lot of upfront money. You know what okay. I'm saying? Now the back end we didn't we didn't really see anything on the back end, but we got paid up front. And that's that's pretty much how they did every artist right. on the label at the time. It was there so a waiver in position that you had to sign, uh basically saying that you couldn't speak out on on that particular situation whenever you're contracting um doing a job? What's what's your question again? Is it, is it is it a waiver that you have to sign um, saying that you can't speak out on on um, that particular job or whoever you're working for? Right. Got right. You. Okay. Because I well, just want that work, and, and also you know, like I said, I did a lot of ghostwriting too. So you know, that type of thing. You know, what I'm saying we couldn't really speak about. But right. now, you know, what I'm saying right. You know, just to let the listeners know that, you know, this is something that does exist. And, you know, it is a part of the entertainment business. And people right. need to understand, and I don't see why it's such a big deal, but, I mean, it is something that was behind the scenes as well. So I guess when it kind of gets exposed, it's like a shock to everybody, but not to, you know, people like us that's, you know, been in the entertainment business for quite some time. Yeah. It's it's right. th- this is a this is an actual job position that people, you know, that they have. Yeah, yeah, they get work work for hire. You know right. what I'm saying? They get hired to do contract work, and then you know you paid up front, and that's it. Nothing else happens after that. You know what's crazy, man? Is is um, a lot of people, you know, while while people kind of look at it a certain type of way. A lot of a lot of work for hire people, man, they earning a good living. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> without the stress, Definitely. without the you know, the forefront, the shine, the you know, the problems of worrying about anything. I mean, they just come to work, do a job and, you know, still getting a nice check. You know what I mean? The bag's still nice. It's still coming. That money the money's still coming in. <laughs> <laughs> the money's still coming in, man. You know, so yo, with the work for hire type of situation. Okay, so um, let's fast forward. Okay, so all right, the most wanted situation. Okay, so after most wanted, um, you made a decision um, to to move on, and what happened yeah. after that? After the most wanted situation, uh, PJ. Philip, he, he he still remained our manager at the time, and uh, we kind of um, moved on to uh, the next, like I say, the next, the next, the next big venture. I guess you know. Um, I'm, a tra- now, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how how did I be clever because the next situation is is my my probably my best body of work, which we were going to talk about, which is intoxicated. That came after the Cain and Abel situation. And Boxicator came after the Cain and Abel situation. Um, but my, my mind is a little clouded right now. I can't exactly remember how I met Clever. 
But Clever Sounds is is the man behind the production. Um, is the man behind the whole creative process. You know, with 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 continuous and with us, with my my album Intoxicated. Come on. Yeah. Now that yep. not now that project right there, um, which I don't I don't. Uh, I didn't have my signed copy or anything like that, but I, I do, I do, uh, it, it's a classic, like, seriously. Yeah. Now, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of work was put into that right there. I mean, you could hear the hunger, classic, you know, you, you know, and, I, and I'm talking about class, when, when I think about classics, man, I'm talking about joints that you could just put on and roll to not skip over yeah, stuff that, that like, album you can play yeah 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 so um my thing is okay the overall vision for that particular project where were you at mentally when creating that where was i mentally you say yeah i was uh i was i was uh Hungry, bro. You know, I had just got a taste of the little fame with Cain and Abel being on the road with them, touring with them, um, you know, Atlanta, Memphis, Austin, Dallas, on the road with them. And I know what happened. What happened was when they went to jail, they ended up going to jail. They had to go do a year. Right, I remember. So let me, let me, let me backtrack a little bit because it's starting to come back now. So... Can I even went to jail? But before they went to jail, we had a project we were releasing called The Most Wanted Boys, mm -hmm. which featured Juvenile, Snoop Dogg, mm -hmm. Lift Flip, um, and everybody else who was on the label. Fifth Wall Weeby, P. Tomo, M.T., Kane and Abel, Boss Player, Rest in Peace, uh, and a couple more other guys. But we get ready to release the project or release the single, 9-11 happens. So, no radio play, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? We weren't getting no radio play for the single that we were releasing for the project. So, there's nothing news on the radio just about 9-11. Right. So, not, so it kind of, the album was kind of, kind of, uh, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't go the way we planned it. Because, you know, the, the towers got hit. Yeah. So, everything, everything stopped. The entire world stopped. So, with no music getting played, nothing. So, right, but like I say, they were getting ready to go to jail, and you know we were we were getting ready to release that project, and they wanted to kind of leave a little imprint on the game before they did their little bid. Right. So they did that, and that's when I met Clever, and we we we, we went ahead and, and produced the uh, you know produced the Intoxicated project. Man, that's crazy, man. Cause like at that point, at that point, you were already like seasoned and ready to go. You know, what I'm seasoned, saying? yeah, seasoned, bro, seasoned. Like yeah. was ready, was, was was hungry. So we get to that to that to that level, you know, of success as far as you know. what I'm saying for me, and then and then then it happens. You know, what I'm saying because it was it was a national release album. It was a national release album with some heavy hitters on there. We didn't really get a chance to experience uh, experience the, um, the the opportunities that that album would have brought. 
Right. So, like I say, after that, we, 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 we move on to the clever situation. And like I say, I'm hungry. I'm already, you know, I'm around all these rappers, you know, on the Most Wanted crew. I'm talking about lyric, lyricism, lyricists. So I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, I, I got a little taste. So I, I get to this project, and I just kind of, you know, I kind of grew into myself. I grew into the artist who I am now. Mm-hmm. That album was that album was was my the birth uh, come out. That was that was my come out party, like for real. That was the birth. Now, 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 was it was it Lil Box? Or was it, it, it always has been Box? No, it's, it's Box. Okay. It's B-O-X. Right. Never was Lil Box. Never, no, never was Lil Box. Okay. Never. Okay. Now, there is, there is a Lil Box. Yeah, yeah, it so is. Which, it, which is, he's a good friend of mine, you know what I'm saying? I know him real, real well. He's mm-hmm. from BR too, but it's, my name has always just been Box. Why B-O-X? Box? Some people, people, some people want to put two X's, three X's, it's <laughs> you know, let, let, let's 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 talk about why I box, man. Because it's, it's really it's, it's it's who I am. It's my last name. My last name is Boxley, B O X L E Y, and it's just kind of I kind of uh, gained the name in high school. They used to say like I played drums mm-hmm. in high school, so he, they used to, Shaggy song was out at the time, Boombastic. So he used to say Boombastic. <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up, you know what I'm saying? I used to play, play with my name, so yeah. And then they just shortened it, box, and it just stuck. Man, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> you know, I, I, man, just I'm really, I'm really, I'm really a fan, bro. Like, and I really, um, I really appreciate everything that you do for the culture, man. Um, like, really, you know, it, it's always impressive. It's always um, something really special to hear. You know what I mean? And, and you always, I, I notice, I notice you always try to, um, man, you always try to give something back to the culture, man. And I think that's what makes you so different from um, a lot of artists out here. You know, not taking anything from from any of the artists out here or whatever. All of that stuff is cool, but I, I really like how you always stay tapped in, man. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. trying to bring change. Yeah, you know, you with the party music, you you know, you 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 know, you entertain, but at the end of the day you always give something back to change and to hope, man. And and I really, really uh, appreciate that, man. Hey man, I, I appreciate I appreciate everything that uh that you're doing too, you know what I'm saying, bringing me on and allowing me to tell the world, you know, a little bit about myself. Absolutely, man. It, it's, it's, it's necessary, man, with brothers like you, man, because you are the change, man, and, and, and you know, you, you really kind of keep hope alive, man, and, and I just, I, I value that, you know what I'm saying, and, and um, being connected with brothers like like you, man, it's, it's very, very, it's necessary and it's important to me that to always keep a light or some avenue or something like that to to be able to connect the world to um, you guys because with you is bigger than music. You know, you're really trying to 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 bring something together and, and, and embark unity on the city, man. And, you know, it's kind of hard, you know, 
when 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 people can't see the vision like that, you know? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, like I say, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the, the culture. You know what I'm saying? I, I I try and get back to the culture. You know. What do you think? What do you think, man? Um, you know, I asked um, um, my guest that uh, from Louisiana, and I've I've had a few, not a lot on here, um, but I've had a few that I'm I'm a fan of um, on this show, and I always ask them, man, um, what do they think is the biggest problem? Um, with with the hip hop community here, and I want to ask you the same thing, man. Because I, I, you know, you you are, you are le- you're a legend and you're a veteran, and I want to know your perspective. Well, I, me, I I don't like I said, I'm a fan of the culture, you know, um, fan of lyricism, but I don't I don't look at it as a problem. Um, I just look at it as it's just the way we're raised down here. We're at the bottom of the map, you know what I'm saying? So we had to, a lot of things we had to do, you know, it, or still have to do. Um, we have to do a lot of things to just to try to stay afloat and to make ends meet. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I, me personally, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a problem, necessarily a problem, but it's just, it's just different, like, um, the only, only, the only opportunities as far as, uh, careers to, 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 to call yourself, you know, uh, being able to provide and make decent amount of money is really plant work down here. So, you know, with with the with rap, you know, it goes back in this area. It goes back to Kaipa, tic tac toe. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which was a party dance type music song or whatever. Then you got Nero, which was which is party dance type music. You know what I'm saying? So when you don't have anything else but those type of jobs and you know to try to to try to to try to provide for the family and then rap comes along and you hear it one type of way you're not even thinking about no other coast no west coast no east coast you know what I'm saying you you okay you saying how Nero made it and it now it, it took a while from Nero all the way to where we are now yeah he grinded but but you know it, what, it that that his 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 sound and what what he brought to the to the rap scene in BR like you see how he was successful doing what he did okay so then uh, the other artists who came after him you know what I'm saying we all decided to okay if 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 if, if he if he's making it with this sound we gonna follow the same pattern and we gonna do this, this same sound so. I would say the problem. I think it's just it's just just different different cultures. Now you know they they still have people who embrace like true hip hop, like as far as lyricism and backpack type rap out here in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. But um, 
But as far as the, the, the party type music, dance, jig, you know, if that's what's gonna get you in the door, you know what I'm saying, that's that's what that's what they gonna go with. A lot of artists, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I don't I don't think they um not giving paying homage not that not that they aren't paying homage to to what hip hop how hip hop started. It's just they you know, we we foc- they focusing focusing on you know how to get in the door with this type of music with the, with the gene type of music. Right now, you know, I I definitely um, I don't I don't I don't really have anything against any of that. You know, and I right. guess my question was. Um, and I agree with everything that you're saying, but I do believe that it's a problem here. I got and, you. And when I say that, I mean that it's okay to have, you You know, it's okay to have, you know, the jig music. I, I feel like the jig music is necessary. Somebody got to make the, cl- everybody can't, can't make killer music. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? We got to tone it down. Right, Somebody, right, yeah, right. I, so, it got to be a it's got to be balanced. So I'm totally against the dance move, dudes, and I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I, but the problem I, that I have is everything that's been taken from here, from the culture, that's been allowed to be taken away from here because a lot of stuff that, that you're seeing in music today and in and, and, and visuals today I've I've seen that my whole life, right? You understand what I'm saying? But I just feel like the unity here. I just don't think that it's a problem because I don't think that people actually get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and I think I think that the, it ties as, as far as the unity and understanding how to be successful in the music industry. Period. Like, uh, all you have to do is look at other cities. It's really no different. Yeah, it's maybe more resources, but resources are here together as a squad because there have been movements here. Right. But the movements always die out. You know what I'm saying? Instead of a piece being added on to increase the movement. Trill Entertainment. See Loke them. We've had movements. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, but I I, I think that I, I don't think that we have people in position that just embodied it all, like how you can, you know, how like like let's just say for instance, like in in Atlanta, you got multiple OGs in position. That's kind of like kind of guiding the younger youth when stuff kind of popping up because they know how valuable and how much of an asset it is to them to continue to try to hold on to this torch without letting it letting that fire die out because they understand what's going on. Like we have we we I remember when it started because that same opportunity before Atlanta got it, Houston had it, but Houston couldn't hold on to it like that. You see what I'm saying? I, I'm talking. Right. About, just imagine. Just imagine the masses all looking one way, and then somebody just make a loud boom, and it's just like 
everybody looks over here like, yo, they looked at Houston. Oh, okay. Oh, Mike Jones. Uh, yeah, okay, man, they might have something here. Yeah, right, right. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like right. we were on the brink of that. Right. And then it just... Yeah, I mean... No, go ahead. Go ahead, my bad. You know what I'm saying? No, no, you you, you, you can right. chime in at any time. I'm just saying, like, I just feel like more could be done, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? More could be done. And I think that a lot of the killings and when, when whenever somebody do get a little fire beneath they you know, beneath their feet or whatever, I, I just think that if they had more OGs that's like, yo, hey, with that 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 the younger youth actually respected I think that a lot of the stuff that's going on in the city, I think that it wouldn't be that way. If you had a Jeezy, uh, uh, a T.I., uh, uh, um, all these different people that be in positions in their city that, that can be like, hey, yo, come here, man. Let me talk to y'all, man. Y'all need to chill out with that. Do y'all see what's going on? We got the city. Right. We got the look. Right. We got all these entertainers and we got all this business here. Look, y'all need to chill out with the beef and dead net, man. We getting money right now. Right, right. Like I said, um, I think it uh, it goes back to kind of like my statement I said a little bit in the beginning. Um, we come from the, it's with the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. So I think it's like it's, it's still that crab in the bucket mentality for yeah. everybody. Yeah. I'm talking about even the even the top dogs. Yeah. Even the people who are in position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, unfortunately, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and and. It's still like every man for himself, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. But it's gonna take somebody to, to change the narrative, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that I can get in position to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I can put it to people that I know who who who, who want to see cha- who wanna see change, like you, uh like a couple other guys that I know, Marcel P. Black, Young Bleed, uh Donnie 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 Brasco. You know, the guys like that who want to see change in the hip-hop uh, realm in Baton Rouge, you know, hopefully I could be get a position to put them guys on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's... It's going to take the city to get behind you. Do you think think that... Do you think that the city actually understands your narrative and understands your vision and actually accepts... Because it's going to take the city to get behind you, right? In order for you to be able to to be amplified to the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to take right. It's going to take, you know. I, I guess I'm kind of thinking of you know what I'm saying when they say it take it takes a village. <laughs> it takes a village. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for real, like to get behind an artist like me, it's going to take a city. It's going to take the city. Everybody Absolutely. Get behind it. Absolutely. And you know, but, they, the, the people know, the people that know, they know. You know what I'm saying? You you gifted. But, I mean, you have the gift, man. I, I really feel like, I really feel like you, you, you really are chosen, man. Like, you know, the things that you do and, and the product that you put out, you know, it's a, it's, it's far beyond and it, it's, it's way above average. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I just feel like with everything that you've accomplished and everything that that um, you are still doing, um, 
I just think you need help, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. You know what I'm saying? And Because and, and, at this you know, point, it's not even about... It's not even about talent, um, box man. It's about resources. Resources, exactly. Resources. I agree. I agree. I agree, man. Um, like I say, this, this this DJ this DJ told me. <laughs> he told me one time because uh, you know everybody everybody knows the people. Like I say, the people who know they know right. the type of artist I am. Absolutely. The, the the people in the industry around here. They know. So, DJs included. So, one DJ told me, he's like, Box, do you plan on going to New York anytime soon? It's like, nah. And then he was like, well, but you're going you gonna to have to cater to this to this crowd, to this audience, in order, you know what I'm saying, in order to, to get where you're trying to get to. And once you get in the door, then you go ahead and, 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 and give them, you know, the person who you really are as far as the, the lyrics and all of that. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't take that, you know what I'm saying? In a, in a, um, in a, in a way that, you know, he was, he was trying to demean what I do. I just took it as, you know, he's looking at it as a business, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's looking at it as a business, as, as a DJ. Cause he's you know, like I say, you go to the club, you know, out here, you know, he was in no biggie, uh, you know what I'm saying? He was no J in, in the club. Nah. You go, you go hear Boosie, you go hear Lope, you go hear Max, you go hear Gates, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I agree with you, you know what I'm saying? The resources, you know, will be helpful. Man, what we need to do, and and my whole purpose for creating this platform, uh, my brother, is to to become the plug, right? To right, become right, a resource. Right. You, you you feel what I'm saying? And I yeah. have been blessed to meet and and network and connect with a lot of the right people. So you know, we need to talk off air, me and you. And, um, yeah. you know, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how God makes moves or whatever, but I know, um, I know when he does things, you know what I'm saying? And, right. um, like I, I've been trying to connect with you for a long time. And, um, even when I, and even when I used to do music, you know, right. and I, and I right. first was exposed to you, I was like, man, I gotta do a song with this dude, man. I gotta, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk. And, um, you know, we never just got around to doing it because, you know, we connected back then. You know what I'm saying? It, we just never got around to doing it. But I sacrificed my music career to do this, to to open up doors and, and, and to become a resource. You know hey, hey, and, and, and it's very much appreciated, brother. Very much appreciated. Definitely, man. Like I, uh, so like I said, we're gonna um, we're gonna chop it up, man. Me and you, um, off air or whatever. Cause like I say, we uh, we family. We might not talk every day, but at the end of the day, it's a it's a mutual respect there, man. Always, and um, it's it's mad love, man. Um, let's get it. Let's do it. Um, let's let's take a little minute, man, cause it's never enough time. Let's take a minute to. I want you to uh, give your shout outs, man, to uh, anybody you want to give a shout out to. Oh yeah, shout out 
to my dog, S4, Lil Mike 2-3, uh, my manager, PJ, Philip Eagle, my dog, uh, yeah, uh, the homie Level, the homie Mouse, uh, just everybody who's, who's, who's been a part of my career and helped me get to where I need to get to. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate everything, man. The homie Sugar, the Icons Apparel, um, just everybody, Clever Sounds, you know what I'm saying? Everybody who, who helped me get to where I need to get to, man, and, and this, this position that I'm, that I'm in right now. Absolutely. And to, and to your fans. And to my fans. To my, to my Die Hard Box, to the Die Hard Box fans. I appreciate y'all, man, for real. You know, I always um, always ask my guests too, man. Um, always ask my guests to to drop some jewels, man. On um, anybody that's that's thinking about getting into the entertainment business or trying to follow your footsteps, um, and you had an opportunity to give them some advice, uh, what would that be? Man, just don't give up, man. You know, especially if you know you you have a gift, and you know you know that you know that that you can you can go far with it. And it, it, I'm telling you, it, it ain't easy. I'm gonna tell you now, it's not easy. But follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Keep pushing. Never give up. Don't give up on yourself. No matter no matter what, no one tells you. you know what I'm saying it may it may take a while. It may take a while. It's gonna be it's gonna be bumpy roads. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, highs and lows. You know what I'm saying? But you just keep pushing. Don't quit. Man, absolutely, man. And and anybody that um that's trying to that that would like to connect with you need some ghostwriting, need some features. Um, well, just want to just need some inspiration from you, man. Um, how 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 would they be able to connect with you? Could you put your social platforms out there for me? Yeah, hit me on the gram at you are intoxicated. You r i n b o x i c a t e d. DM me. Get at me, man. Let's let's work. Whatever you know, I'm I'm, I'm here to work. Absolutely, man. Listen, you know you're gonna have to come back. You're gonna have to come back on here, man. Definitely, bro. Hey, we, we still got a lot to talk about. We, yeah, man, you know what? We actually got we actually got sidetracked a little bit, man, for real. Because like, but you know, sixty minutes is not enough, man, to um uh, to talk, man. Like we we not not when we chopping it up, man. Yeah, I I think we are gonna have to do this in chapters, box. <laughs> what you say? We gotta do what? We gonna have to do it in chapters, my brother. This chapter yeah, one. For real, That's it. chapter one. This chapter one. And look, I got a lot more to talk about, man. Man, a lot more. absolutely. And look, um, whenever you um, getting ready to promote anything, release anything, um, I would like to have my hands in that, man. I would like you to to uh, to get that stuff to me, man, so I can help with the push on anything that you you involved in, my brother. That's a bet. I I, I appreciate the the offer, bro. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And let me uh, let me let me let everybody know to go get the project that I got out. Mayhem. The album is out right now on all platforms. My album with Level. Got uh, see who on that thing, man. Max Vanelli on it with us. My little dog, little Mike Two Three, Tyree Neal, uh, Lil Khaled. My album with Mouse is all on every platform right now. Streaming right now. All options open. 
every track produced by Mouse on the track. Uh, and, and just, you know, just look me up. Social media, too. And like I say, hit me on the, hit me on the Insta. That you are intoxicated. Everybody listening right now, y'all make sure y'all go get that Mayhem that's streaming right now on all major platforms right now. That's Mayhem by my boy, my brother, Box. Hey, man, um, you definitely you definitely got to come back on the show now. You saying it on there, man. Y'all hear him, huh? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely we'll be back. I promise you. I promise you. Hey, man, I love you, man. Wishing you much more success and blessings, man, to you, your family, and your career, my brother. Love you too, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and my brother, King, hip-hop superstar, Box. Out. We out of here. Yeah. We out.